Renly is <laughs> Renly is king. What do you what, what do you think about that? Your stance on Renly being a good or a bad king? I would not be happy with someone with some sense. Finally, not a fan. Burn him, burn <laughs> him at the stake. Thank you so much, man. Validation is great. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. Currently on A Clash of Kings, as always, I'm Nate, joining me, my brother, Zach. What up? Today I am the least important person on this episode, for mm. once. What else is new? Yeah. For um, normally we would be reading uh, A Clash of Kings, as you know, we like to do a read-along, but we have a super extra special episode. We have our very first guest on the podcast, uh, all the way from the UK, Sir Buckley is joining us. Yeah, host of Isle of Faces and author of the newly released, I think in December, Great Castles of Westeros, an unofficial guide. Thank you for being here, Joe. Welcome to Brotherhood Without Manners. Yeah. Hi, Fez. Thanks for having me on. I'm honored to be uh, your first guest. Very glad indeed. Yeah, we're, we, we've been so psyched about this interview. We've been teasing it for months now, <laughs> but finally to actually get down and get to record it. Uh, schedules, you know, different timelines. Yeah. Time zones, not timelines. We don't live in alternate universes. No, no, yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we've both read the book. Uh, I'm I'm currently I haven't finished, but I'm currently making my way through it, and we're big big. It's a big old yeah, book. we're b- big fans. <laughs> so I think uh, anyone who has read this book series, enjoyed any of the companions like Duncan Egg or uh, Fire and Blood, will enjoy something like this to delve more into it. It's phenomenal the writing is it pulls you in it's just <laughs> god damn I'm, I'm gushing but uh so yeah we 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 wanted to one promote your book because it's fantastic and we think everyone should read it but we wanted to get to know you a little bit more so you mentioned a little bit of your childhood in the book but uh growing up did you always know that writing and reading were your passion that you would m- end up maybe one day publishing something some sort of book or <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I didn't. It didn't start well. I was really bad at reading at school. I was like well behind um, in like when I first started school and couldn't read at all, and it wasn't going well. Um, my mother ended up buying me uh, Beano's. I don't know if you have those over there, like dandies. And um, I Mm-mm. still remember having them and not being able to read the speech bubbles. But that's how I learned to read. And then I guess once it caught it, it caught caught fire quickly because yeah, mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, yeah, that's you got it. The bug. And yeah. yeah, just spent all day reading books, graphic novels, anything I could get my hands on. Uh, writing, that came pretty early as well. I still have uh, a floppy disk from like 95 where oh, I've been writing like um, Digimon like fan fictions. Digimon like fan fiction. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. Awesome. All the way. I'm going to have to bust it out and put Absolutely. it on. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned some graphic. Did you have like a favorite series that really helped you grasp reading and get better at it or a particular one that you really enjoyed or anything like that growing up? When I was. Um, when I was really young, it, it was those Beano's. My grandparents bought me like all the um, all the annuals back to like the seventies and the sixties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then as I got older, um, I was getting like you know Batman every week, and I had all the Star Wars graphic novels, the expanded yeah, universe yeah, ones. That was um, yeah, I was well into them. And we, I remember getting on World Book Day when at the end of primary school we got. Um, like a, one of those free kind of real short stories. I think it was from the um, the Edge Chronicles, and that kind of got me into 
sci-fi and, and fantasy and then we've got read harry potter at right. school and then it all went into there um and yeah writing just kept going i wrote like a, a fantasy novel that i'm sure was awful when i was like <laughs> 11 it was like 500 pages long and uh, I guess, you know, teenagers dropped off a bit. I was a bit busy yeah. being yeah, drunk yeah. and being, being rejected by yeah. girls and stuff. But uh, it came back in the end. In, like 2012, I wrote this big, like 300,000 fan fiction of Star Wars because I was bored watching um, basketball at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. Is that online? Is that available? Oh, no, That's it's just... still a s- secret in the hard drive. Oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That's in the vault. No, I'm jealous because uh, Zach here's the writer when we were even now growing up and everything, and I've never had the knack for writing. And so, like, I just uh, – I didn't actually get big into comics yeah. until mm. later in life. And so I was more into – like, I read a lot of, like, murder mysteries yeah. and the classics growing up. So, like – 10, 12 years old, I'm reading like huh. fucking Agatha Christie. It's, and it's like funny you mentioned Warren Agatha. Peace she was the shit. first uh, story I ever wrote because I used to do the same. I would write different little yeah. fanfics of different stories I had read when I was younger. And Agatha Christie was the first one on murder mystery. Of, <laughs> at the end, everyone dies. And it was stuff an eight-year-old really shouldn't be writing. But I, I did anyway and because I just loved the murder mystery aspect of the whodunit. Yeah, that's cool. And uh but um, I I converted my writing into D and D because I find I'm just much better at Dungeons and Dragons writing than I am at novel writing mm-hmm. as I always wanted to do. But reading your book, the the Great Castles of Westeros, you would never know that you you had struggled with reading and writing, and I just think that's phenomenal. Yeah, that absolutely. Yeah, the the growth there alone is just you would you use such beautiful language in oh, the book you. that <laughs> it, it's very it feels something that Martin would write. It could wow. feel like a, a Maester's tome, a Maester's description of these different castles, and I just that's it's a, it's shocking to learn that you struggled with that. So that's really awesome that you overcame that. Uh, so what what was it with A Song of Ice and Fire? Had you Did you pick it up when they came out? Did you have friends who were like, you need to read this? Or were you just initially gravitated towards it on your own? I was real late to the party, to be honest. When uh, when the TV series came out, I completely ignored it. wasn't uh, <laughs> interested. I was still at university, so I guess I was kind of busy. But mm-hmm. even, even when I got home after, um, the first scene I ever saw, I was just flicking through channels and it was the end of season two when Fionn loses Winterfell. And I, d- oh. I just watched that scene with Lewin and <laughs> thought, like, what the hell is going on here? I had no no idea. Um, and then I was just at my, my buddy's flat and he kind of turned to me and said, you know, you would really like this. I have, on, have it on DVD. Should we just watch it? And I'm like, no, no, it's too mainstream. I'm going to be cool. I'm not going to follow the crowd. No, you know, I'm not a lemming. Uh, and then he put it on and that was kind of kind of the end of it and yeah same thing as in my youth just went with it um yeah burned through i guess this was uh, when season four was coming out so just burned through them grabbed the books um i wasn't patient enough with the books i kept skipping ahead and looking on the wiki and being like, what happens here what happens here and uh yeah it's kind of fell through and that's how i kind of found the fandom because those old wikis used yeah. to link to mm-hmm. um tower the hand yeah that's funny uh, zach zach was very similar in, i was in resistant he was yeah. very late to the <laughs> game because i had read the first um three books before the show came out yeah you were oh, you were pretty up and, on uh, it and so i had recommended them to zach for years and it wasn't until <laughs> like season three or something yeah season out. four had just finished uh yeah same as me and uh yeah i had seen more of the show than i ever did the books and actually some buddies got me pretty good and drunk and showed me the red wedding and that just <laughs> destroyed me emotionally as a human yeah. being and i That's said mean. all right i need to i need to watch this show and then 
the show had a season break and I was like, yeah, I need the books now. And I was one of the impatient ones who just read them as quick as I could just for the the end. I wanted to know what happened at the end. And then it wasn't until I did a read read and I was like, wow, these books are much deeper than I ever thought. It's not just this story. There's yeah, yeah. there's stories within stories and Yeah, yeah. It's, they it's get better when you reread. Yeah, absolutely. You find so much more in the background moving that you never pay attention to. So you had mentioned there were some uh medieval fantasy graphic novels and books. Did you uh was that sort of the genre you always gravitated towards? Were those or did you sprinkle a little bit of everything in? I, I, I tend to was, sprinkle a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm the same. I, try, I was trying to think. I don't think there's anything specifically medieval before. Like, you know, Harry Potter was kind of mm-hmm. uh, spoon-fed to us being British, and <laughs> um, all the Star Wars ones. Discworld I found when I was like 12 and uh, fell in love with those. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, kept going really. So not uh, medieval specifically, just kind of fantasy, I guess, Edge Chronicle stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh are you are you a gamer? Do you do you do oh, video games gamer, as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. doesn't follow. Twitter I'm not on much. Twitter. Yeah, I'm so a Twitter new. He's so. obsessed with Breath of the Wild. Oh, excellent. Yeah. His oh, dog Zelda. is named Zelda. That's right. So uh, that's a uh, is that also a source of st- storytelling? Is that sort of what draws you to the video games as well? Is the same sort of worlds that you can get lost in and then in video games interact with and and get a little more out of it yeah it probably is, that is sort of the same draw yeah because that's what it is for me i find especially as i get older you know when i was a kid i loved them but now it's more about the choices i can make and do i do this mm. or do i do this mm. so i think that's also why we gush about dungeons and dragons so yeah, much because yeah. it's pretty much that yeah i've not actually time, but, thought um, about that before but yeah it probably is because um yeah ocarina of time was a, a big big game when i was growing up oh, like yeah. seven and that's you know like the the basic of stories but told brilliantly and yeah, as you say i've mm-hmm. gone with all the other zeldas since so yeah i suppose it is now i'm still playing um you know like the storyline of red dead and uh detroit yeah, and i fall in love with those not as much time as i'd like anymore of all these uh, things i do <laughs> yeah so that's how sometimes I, it has I to am, just be yeah. Fortnite without a story but still <laughs> <laughs> uh so what was it was there a moment where you in in a song of ice and fire that struck you where you were like yeah i want to i want to write something about this world was it a particular moment uh, or a particular description of a castle or was it you finished a story and you were like i want more so i'll just produce my own content for it yeah it probably was that last one a bit uh, like i said i could have just found tower of the hand and found all these uh, really in-depth essays and the, the theories mm-hmm. and stuff and uh, that was my first inkling there was this big fandom because th- I didn't really know anyone else that had read them. I knew other people that had seen the show, but no one else was reading them. So I just kind of wanted to be involved in that discussion. I thought, well, what's the best way to do this? And I thought, well, if I write something, I can talk to someone about it. Um, mm. So I began writing at Tower of the Hand. I think I was writing about the show first. I can't, it's already like four years ago. <laughs> yeah. I think my first one was something about melisandre but i really wouldn't care to go back and read it. i'm sure it's actually <laughs> absolute rubbish and kind of graduated from there um like a year or two later got hired by um history of westeros to do writing for them and then it really kicked off because obviously mm-hmm. they're so into of course yeah absolutely. detail and everything i really had to kind of <laughs> step it up i remember after my first call of aziz i kind of put it down <laughs> <laughs> I actually need to. I need to reread quick. Yeah, that's 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 a tall order with with yeah, with them exactly. over there. So yeah, no, because that's, so, no, I don't think. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. I don't think there was a particular moment or even the subject. I really can't remember my first uh, few essays. Mm-hmm. I remember the first few for um, History of Westeros with uh, Brynden and the Mandalays and that, but 
Um, no, I can't really remember the, the exact moment when I thought, yeah, I should do this or that. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, because I've uh, I've dreamed of getting those those posts up on Reddit and those types of articles out. But again, I'm not much of a writer, and so uh, that's how I got into the fandom was by finding history of Westeros and you know all yeah. those different podcasts and find following those guys and what they were putting out because I was like I. I can't write this stuff. And one day we were like, you know, we we do talk about it well, though. So <laughs> why don't we? we try t- well, we talk about it enough that you know we should. We might as well just put it out there. Yeah, that was the same for me. Is uh, and and I think that's for a lot of creators. Is I I consumed the content until there was no more content, and that led you and I to the decision to start creating our own. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, just adding something to this world, being a part of this fandom and this community in this world is is so interesting because there's always something to talk about. There's always something that's well, it's yeah, just like he said that you know you didn't know that there were other people reading the books. We we just want more people to talk to about this stuff that we yeah, love. Yeah. And so, you know, if that means that we have to make something for them to come to us, wonderful. And it's been great because that's exactly what's happened. Um, so things that have not come to us would be Winds of Winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know if you're aware, he made, uh, George Martin made an announcement that he would be holding a published copy uh, <laughs> of the manuscript at Worldcon. You're holding them to that. Oh, huh? yeah. So <laughs> yesterday, uh, maybe it was two days ago, was exactly five months away from Worldcon 2020. Do you think that he's going to have it there? And what, what do you think? I saw it, I think it was on Reddit, someone arguing, like, could he have a published copy or would he still be forced yeah. to have a manuscript copy <laughs> by now? Like, it's getting close. I would like to say that he will. I am quite the optimist. Absolutely. I'm right there with yeah, you. Yeah, I feel like at this point he knows if he if he confirms something uh, and actually puts it puts it out there that he's got to deliver or he's going to have <laughs> a mob <laughs> mentality after It'll be him. a rough summer, yeah. People yeah. are crazy. So with that being said, is there any... Any specific plot lines that you're really, really jonesing for, you're really looking forward to in Winds of Winter? Oh, it's tough. It's, it's so I know, there's so many. From, yeah. it's so I mean, it's... I'm um, one of the people, like, I'll take whatever I can get. There's no particular part of the story mm-hmm. I uh, dislike or anything like that. I don't mind the Greyjoys or, the, or Dawn or anything. Um, I really want to see Brienne and Jamie. The whole oh, Riverlands, yeah. actually, oh, especially yeah, the yeah. prologue. I want to see oh. if the prologue is, um, you know, the people, what people have theorised it is. Uh, well, I t- yeah, anything, really. It's funny you mentioned the Greyjoys and Dorne, because those are actually some of my favourite storylines. Yeah, yeah, I just they're think great. they're so well written. But then to bring up Brienne and Jamie because uh, I, I've mentioned frequently on our show the... I, I wasn't a fan of Brienne whatsoever. Mm. My first mm. two rereads, I did not like her. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my third time reading through, I just fell in love. And I was like, she's the greatest character. I'm very similar. I'm very similar. She's so good. And so, yeah, the, the, the prologue, like you mentioned, and just seeing them played out is high, high on my list as well. So uh, the big question is uh, Renly. Renly is <laughs> Renly is king. What do you what, what do you think about that? Your stance on Renly being a good or a bad king? I would not be happy with hey, not someone a big with fan. some sense. No, finally, not a fan. Burn him, burn <laughs> him at the stake. Thank you so much, man. Validation is great. Oh <laughs> my god. Anyway, um, so 
the uh, especially speaking of Reddit, we've mentioned it a couple times. Uh, the community can be a little spicy at times with certain things that mm-hmm. occur. The TV show is one of them. Was that a like? Was that something that you kind of had to talk to yourself over about jumping in both feet with publishing something in this world? Is the response that you might get from it? Because uh, you know, no matter what, you can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. I obviously we both have read it and loved every second that I've read of it, but. Somewhere, someone is probably going to make a, you know, relatively stupid comment. And was that a concern for you, or were you just so passionate about the project that who who cares what anyone has to think? I think it was um, actually kind of like a, a kind of tempering me by fire thing. Because when I originally mm-hmm. tweeted it, I kind of thought like, oh, I might get 50 likes or something like that. And um, yeah. I went out to basketball, came back, and there was like a thousand uh, likes and retweets and stuff. And I... Well, I was like, oh, I have to actually make That's it good. Awesome, yeah. I have to make it good. And um, yeah, I think, it, yeah, it was stressful because, uh, you know, I had to reread everything and be like, you know, what mm. corridor did they walk down? Who was there when and stuff like this? <laughs> what order have I got it in? And just check and check and recheck because I, like there are people like Aziz and, and uh, everyone else who just kind of knows this thing off by heart yeah, again yeah. from wrong. Um, I was never really worried about it being like you know this is a stupid idea or anything like that i mean people have yeah, said yeah. that on reddit and stuff but that's just a part of the a part yeah of the that's game. the internet yeah yeah that's part of the thing and um having written kind of fiction and that for years now i kind of quickly learn if you do go out like i have to please everyone you're gonna have a real rough time real quick so just kind of go for it like you say and I just I had enough uh, support in the fandom already, like people being real nice about the podcast and just about the stuff I'd written before that I thought it's pretty unlikely they're all going to turn on me unless I do a really bad <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. And no, um, there is a there's a there's definitely a sense of positivity and upliftingness in the community. It's, yeah, it's just uh, generally it's, uh, there's always definitely some. a little more vocal in this community about things we dislike. So. Uh, and I think that's great advice for any creative of, you know, don't don't really worry so much about the noise if you're passionate about it. Just do it. And those that support you are the ones that you should be listening to. That thousand yeah, tweet, the thousand likes you got on that one tweet, that's, that's awesome because the support is just immediately there. So, yeah, that's that's dope. I like it. That's cool, yeah. Now, I, I wanted to mention or ask anyway, you would, um, I believe it was on your pre-release episode for the book, mentioned that you had a lot of information on some of the smaller castles and the the lesser houses, things like that, mm. in that, you know, you had considered adding an addendum or putting something else out. Is, have you put any other thoughts towards that idea, that prospect of... Yeah, I was surprised, actually, um, people asking for, for castles afterwards, uh, when it, after it came out. Awesome. Like, Hall was an obvious one that um, I mm-hmm. didn't consider putting in, but I left out in the end. Uh, but people have been asking for, like, you know, Mormont Keep and um, uh, Black Raven, uh, Raven Tree Hall. And I was, you know, I, that's going to be a very short chapter on the Mormont Keep. Yeah, there's not, not but, much um, information. Maybe one day. But I think, well, I've always planned because we will get more information at, at some point, whether mm-hmm. it's through Winds and Dreams. But obviously, Fire and Blood 2 is going to come out. I'm sure that won't yeah. be the end at, at Duncan Egg as well. I'm sure there'll be more kind of... Um, you know, it's information books and that kind of thing. So there will be more information. I'd like to update it as I go. Definitely. Yeah. Man, people are already hungry for more. They're asking for more. Yeah. That's awesome. That's excellent. Did you, uh, was there a favorite 
castle or keep that you had to research and write or has that is that one of the addendum yeah ones probably one they haven't written about yet no uh to be honest they all uh, like as cliche as it sounds they all really kind of formed into their own personalities with mm-hmm. me because i was spending so long on each of them well at the beginning i was spending so long i kind of got better as i went and got quicker and quicker yeah um, yeah that winterfell chapter at the end took two weeks and that was the fastest chapter even though it's the longest but no, I fell in love with each of them. My favourite overall is River Run, just because I love the setting of a, a river River man. Run, yeah. Um, the, and just writing Winterfell, trying to capture the kind of family aspect of Winterfell was very enjoyable. Not so much when the bad stuff happens, but at the beginning, <laughs> um, that was really fun. And yeah, just trying to get across what Winterfell meant. Um, that was It was tough, but it was enjoyable yeah i think winterfell was one of the first castles i read i skipped uh ahead to that <laughs> and then went back and started with storm's end at the beginning but uh yeah i, I thought you captured winterfell great it was it was such a good Thank description you. in there um yeah. yeah uh well no i was gonna add some more to winterfell but i'll talk oh a little hell bit yeah on winterfell. well i'll talk a, a bit more on that later oh, i told winterfell day <laughs> that's it that's a uh i'll leave that for inductee talk oh, okay is, is, oh yeah 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 so uh, but I did see you. You had uh, again uh, one of your probably a lot of your past episodes that I might have missed a few. You talked about visiting castles as a kid, and mm-hmm. you know how that influenced you. Now I've only I've been to one castle. I don't know uh, how many there really are here in in the United States. Yeah. Honestly, um, real I've, ones. Yeah, but I've been to one as far as I know, and I thought it was one, like awesome, awesome experience. Like I had a blast that day. Uh, made a whole visit of it, took the big extended tour. Do mm. you have a real-life castle that you, so far, I know you uh, have stated that you have int- plans to visit many more, hopefully, in the mm. future, but any at the moment that you really are top-notch, your favorite, you could go to a hundred times, I'm sure all of them, but... Yeah. Uh, the the one I mentioned in the book, uh, Warwick Castle, that was the one that uh, I went to as a kid. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, like you say, they have these big days for kids where you can, um, like they have jousting on and Hell yeah. um, they have a working trebuchet now. I When I was working in schools recently, I've sent kids there because I like knew it's going to be awesome for them. Yeah. Um, and they put chain mail on me and made me walk around with a helmet on and stuff <laughs> like that. That was cool. Um, so that's really great. That's really accessible here. And it's right in the middle of the country here. So I think mm. everyone can um, can get to it. I have a castle in my hometown that's kind of like 10 minutes down the road, so I'm quite in love with that one just because I'm a bit loyal. You can't go yeah, in it, but yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Um, and I've been to um, a bunch up near Scotland. When, uh, I went along Hadrian's Wall when I was a kid, so that's cool. York. Uh, I lived in Cardiff for a while, and there's is just literally in the city centre. So that's cool. Um, and me and the wife went over to Northern Ireland in September, went on that on the Game of Thrones tour. Mm. So that included like Corf Castle and a bunch of other ones whose names I forget where they filmed Pike and, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. That's so they're awesome. just they're all over here. There's I mean I've not even scratched the surface. Right, right. Yeah, right. California sucks. Yeah, we have one in the middle <laughs> somewhere, but no, it was cool. It was a really good one. Um, yeah, is yeah. there any that you haven't been to that you would love to, that you really want to go to? There's definitely European ones I'd like to go mm. in, in Germany, like the big, big fairy tale ones, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, like I say, the options are kind of endless. Even stuff in London that's kind of turned into modern stuff is still 
castle like Tower yeah, of London yeah. that I've been to and stuff like that. So Windsor, um, Balmoral and stuff like that. You can go and have a look at some of them. And uh, yeah, like I say, it's kind of endless options, really. I don't think I'll ever run out. <laughs> Well, book two, uh, book two will pay for that for you, <laughs> for all those castle trips. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I suppose we're we're getting pretty close towards the end here, yeah. so we'll just wrap up with one more question here. Um, yeah, I'm thinking cool. we'll just do uh, what's your which one's your favorite uh, supplement book of all the ones that you've read? You know, A Song of Ice and Fire, the uh, Dunkin' Egg stuff. Is it you know Fire and Blood? Yeah, which do you prefer to? Or again, you know, as a whole, they're all wonderful in their own rights. But yeah, they are. Um, I w- probably would have said The Sworn Sword at, at one point after I'd read that, but since Fire and Blood has come out, even though I had to. Um, speed read it because i delayed writing the book specifically to wait for fire and blood to come out um <laughs> to get to add all that extra information but when i kind of went back and actually read it um especially the jaharis and alasan stuff the especially her closing page where she goes back to dragonstone that just gets me right in mm-hmm. the right in the fields and there are parts of it i'm not as interested in especially later on with um Aegon the third and stuff like that but like Jaharis, the all the beginning, first half of the book, I'm obsessed with, and it's just written as beautifully as the main series, just an emo- yeah. just as emotional, even though it's a, a history book. So yeah, Fire and Blood, definitely. I'm looking forward to the second. Sweet, sweet. I'm uh, I haven't finished it yet, so there's that. Um, so I can't claim that that one would be my favorite. Yeah, no, it's it's good, really good. I mean, it's a, it's a history, so it's yeah, it's tr- I, I I'm trudging through it, and like you said, time is just a a thing. So my favorites are the mm. Dunkin Egg at the moment, but I'm just a sucker for the Dunk type characters, mm. those big feel good yeah, yeah. types. You exactly. can't go wrong. So with that, Zach, do you have an inductee for yeah, the Great so Castles of West from the the Great Castles of Westeros? Uh, Written by one Sir Buckley, I will be giving my inductee to the castle of, of Highgarden, and the description that Sir Buckley gave to it, as I pull it up on my phone here, we, as we step across the border to the realm of our next visit, we would be forgiven for thinking we had drifted upward to the stars and landed upon a different planetos entirely. Such is the stark contrast between our most southerly stops. The scorched deserts of Dorns are so arid and dry, it is difficult to imagine that behind a mere line of mountains, in the realm of their closest neighbor, lies a land of such bounty and beauty, it is like something from a fairy tale. I just, I think that perfectly describes High Garden to me. There's nothing special about this castle and that's what makes it special <laughs> it's not on a hill yeah it's quite. not on the side of a mountain it's just special in its beauty in that everyone there is happy and it's a fairy tale and house tyrell is the shit so uh high garden <laughs> for me from great castles of westeros sweet what's yours so i hinted at it earlier mine goes to winterfell yep. and while uh it's a big part just because it's one of my favorites because of uh, a lot of the brand chapters. I really like the mysticism behind its architecture and how strange it's crafted. But, uh, yeah, Joe just puts such a great wording on the way he describes it. And so I'm going to give it to West uh, – West. What, what the hell am I saying? Winterfell. Westeros. Winterfell. Because it's just a badass castle in the north, man. It's and a badass strong. family. And so yeah, so did you <laughs> did you have yourself an inductee for your your book there, Joe? Yeah, sure. I'll go the the opposite end then. I'll go Storm's End, the one that uh, started it all. Oh yeah, that, that's always 
ever since I first came up with the idea, that was always first, mainly because I wanted to say we would start at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the one kind of on, it's been rewritten like three times. So that's always been the kind of one that tempers the the different style and this final rewrite this year, uh, well, last year now. Um, it was the kind of testing chapter to have this kind of journey uh, voice in it and have the kind of in-depth look in geography and stuff like that and stuff that I hadn't done in the previous two um, versions, two edits, drafts or whatever you want to call them. So that that's always the first stepping stone for me. And also I just, I really like the castle, the strong, defiant. It's the one I want to get in more yeah. than, I don't care if we don't go in High Garden or Castle Rock. Mm. I want to actually be in Storm's End because we've only ever been underneath it. Mm-hmm. I want to actually have a look in it because I'm betting it's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, Storm's End for me. Awesome. I, I'm glad that you picked Storm's End just because of all the, the chapters, well, again, you're, the, the whole book in its entirety is wonderful. That one was the castle that I think I enjoyed reading about the most because it's the one cool. I, I feel like I know the least about. Mm. And so yeah, like for you to have compiled that all in one spot so that you can just learn about this that you don't know shit about when really there's a decent amount of information that you can you can take from the text yeah. and you've put it all there for us to find so that was one of my favorite ones to read about so and just what a name storm's end like yeah hell exactly. yeah Go man i'm it. for it so uh joe thank you so much for being our first guest uh and for writing and compiling all this information <laughs> in a great easy to read fun to read book that uh is just written so well the information is great and well compiled and the language is absolutely beautiful and so yeah thank you thank you for joining us thank you for coming on thanks for writing thank the book. you for having me it's lovely to hear such reception especially on you know the information is the information to but to hear such compliments on the the writing style which obviously is never um confident in my mind that's mm-hmm. lovely to hear so thank you i think it's actually now that I think about it, the three-month uh, anniversary today, I'm pretty sure it came out well, on the 3rd of December. Hell so it's yeah, nice to that's perfect. bust it out and talk about it again. Yeah, Excellent. So yeah, me. so um, I can't pretend to know all of your socials. Uh, I mostly follow you on Twitter. So why don't you take a second and share where people can find you and follow you. And, and get your book, you. yeah. Yeah, and your, all, all, everything. Yeah, Twitter's the, the place to find me, at Sir Buckley, S-E-R Buckley. Um, on the Other Faces podcast as well, you can find us just about anywhere. Uh, type us into Google, would be on Podbean, YouTube, and yeah, as you say, the Great Castles of Westeros is uh, still selling away on Amazon. You can find it on there, so that's always yeah. So we've actually lovely. had the the link to your Amazon there on our show notes for like two months or You've so. You've been now, very kind, so, very kind. Um, that'll stay up there yeah, for that a we'll while. Yeah, we'll be keeping yet. that up. You guys can um, find the book there. And we're go gonna, buy it. Go check it out because yeah, it's we'll amazing. Yeah, his links into the show notes as well, so it should be a little bit easier to get him. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Manners Without. Zach's on Twitter at Carstark92. If you want to write in with some inductees, if you have any kind words to send about Joe, his book, if you've read it, um, reach out to him, reach out to us. You can find our email, Without Manners Brotherhood at gmail.com um you know all the other socials so i suppose with that we'll we'll sign off here thank you again joe and go thanks for having me guys keep up the good work all right thank you valor de harris peace